0: the companies before us. I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. A group of social media CEOs grilled by Congress on Wednesday about the risks their products pose to young people. We're talking about the chief executives of Meta, TikTok, Snap, Discord, and X. Uh, Let's bring in Maria Curry, tech policy reporter for Axios and author of the Axios Pro-Tech Policy newsletter. Maria, we've been talking about this all morning long. Do you think this hearing moved the needle in any way?
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, In terms of it moving the needle, I think that, um, you know, if that means getting legislation through Congress, Um, I think the answer to that is no. The fact of the matter is uh, lawmakers on the Hill are very focused right now on just funding the government Mm -hmm. and differences remain on the particulars of some of the proposals that are out there um, on how to protect kids online. And then importantly, the House is more focused on comprehensive privacy instead of kids focused measures. And so even though yesterday put a massive spotlight on this issue and it got everyone's attention, um, you know, back to it, including Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's, the prospects of legislation actually passing through the Congress remain, you know, the same, which is unlikely.
2: It's been so long. I mean, we've been dealing with this for 30 years or so. And I know that Lindsey Graham said that he doesn't agree with most of the the his uh colleagues on the other side, most of their policies are what they think. But when it comes to this, uh he agrees with them that these uh uh the Meta and these other groups are, are really being uh detrimental to our kids. Uh calling uh, they got a internal memo that said that the uh that Meta estimates the lifetime value of a teen user is two hundred and seventy dollars.
1: hmm Yeah, you know more than two decades talking about this. This was the eighth time that Mark Zuckerberg had to appear before lawmakers. And it is a really bipartisan issue, but some key differences remain. Um, You know, there are some holdouts in the Senate about eight senators that still haven't signed on to one of the proposals, the Kids Online Safety Act. And outside of capitol hill um there's disagreement among advocates you know there are some child safety groups that think the bills would have unintended consequences on certain you know lgbtq youth and and other populations and so you know the devil is in the details with these things even though people agree that overall something needs to be done about protecting children
3: there are uh, platforms that have put in uh supervision tools into their apps Um, the the SNAP CEO said, look, we've got 20 million teens using Snapchat, but only 400,000 have linked their accounts to their parents through the parent supervision tool. That's just 2%. Is that Mm -hmm. because the the platforms are not doing a good job of raising awareness that these tools exist or that parents are just too disengaged?
1: I think that it's difficult for parents to really stay on top of all of the different, you know, social media platforms. And, And I think that one of the The main talking points is this can't just be all on the parents, it's simply too hard. Um, And and all of the tools that, whether it's, you know, Snap or Meta or TikTok, they're all voluntary and you can opt out of them. And so you have young people that are able to kind of say no to some of these um, tools that are maybe put in place automatically, but then you can just go back and disengage. Another thing is, you know, the age verification tool, which, you know, you have to be at least 13 years old to be on the platform, but there are ways around that as well. And so even though all of these CEOs went into this hearing yesterday with a laundry list of the things they have put in place, ultimately, it's, it's not enough. And that's why we saw some of them, you know, you asked earlier about moving the needle. One thing we saw yesterday that was different is some of these CEOs actually said, we do support some of this legislation, and that's new Mm -hmm. Um, So a few of the bills are actually now, you know, they have the backing of of some of these tech companies, which is a notable difference.
0: Yeah, Snap, uh, the company that owns Snapchat, the first social media giant to back this COSA bill. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought it was also poignant when Mark Zuckerberg apologized to the parents. I don't think the parents really thought it was genuine, though.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this was in an exchange with Senator Josh Hawley. It was very heated. Um, and like I said earlier, this is his eighth time on Capitol Hill he's done this before. And hearings kind of provide an opportunity for lawmakers to get those moments in, those clips in. It's not really a space for substantive policy discussions. And that was definitely one of the highlights when, in that exchange with Senator Hawley, he stood up, turned around, addressed the audience, which, by the way, was one of the most intense audiences of a hearing that that we've seen, even the chair oh. of the committee Dick Durbin, you know, said this is the the biggest crowd I've ever seen in this hearing room. It was all of the parents whose, you know, children have been victimized online, um, people who themselves have been victimized online, uh, child safety advocates. They had portraits up that that they held up of of family members who have passed away. Um, And he, yes, Mark Zuckerberg turned around and and gave them an apology, but um, I, I don't know how effective it was.
2: Maria, will this become a political issue for this upcoming election or can it be or should it be?
1: Well, I think, you know, parents um, wanting their children to be safe online is something that there's a lot of agreement on on Capitol Hill there. It's a bipartisan issue, one of the very few. And then at the presidential level, we have heard former president Donald Trump say that he would like to repeal Section 230, which is the shield that these companies have from being liable for anything that's posted on their platforms. Um, you know, tech policy is never a big elections issue. It's, it's not going to, you know, rise to the ranks of, you know, the economy and, and healthcare and immigration. But um, this is something that, that has bipartisan support and popular support across the country.
3: But the crazy thing here is, Maria, when a door plug pops out of a Boeing airliner, There's an instant regulatory response. There's a mechanism for that. Mm -hmm. If a kid buys drugs or gets bullied to death online, there's no infrastructure to address it.
1: Right. That was an analogy that was brought up at yesterday's hearing as well. And, you know, it drew applause from the crowd. Um, I think it's, it's a fair point. I think the issue comes with, you know, if you have these platforms being liable for everything that is happening on their platforms, does it result in the Internet being a more closed off, censored space and that has been a free speech debate that has been going on now for decades
0: thank you maria curry tech policy reporter for axios and author of the axios pro tech policy newsletter we appreciate your insight thank you
1: so much
3: By the way, we should point out that those Axios newsletters, you can sign up for them. They're free. They come to your inbox every day. And and whatever your area of interest is and really good reporting, and and it it isn't a volume of stuff. They're very respectful of your time. They're very good at that. We thank you for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful Thursday. We can't wait to get to Friday, get the weekend started. All talk is next. We'll see you tomorrow at 6.